Have you ever had a lead? Uh, sorry, have you have you ever led? Sorry, an entry level animator with a high level of ego with your team, and if so, how did you handle it? So, speaking to a specific, I guess, anecdotal example, like we kind of hinted at, this can be a problem sometimes. Have you ever had anything like that on your team, and what did you do to mitigate it? Hmm. Um, I have definitely had to deal uh, with it. Yeah, I'm lagging because I don't remember that I had okay. any uh, one that I had. I, I've had to lead a lot of different personalities, and mm. some of them were, you know, had uh, were very different. But a high level of ego. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll let you go with your uh, okay. example because I cannot remember sure. one from my personal experience. Sounds good. I, the, the, the thing that David's leaving out and the reason why this doesn't compute in his brain is because the truth is the unspoken truth on the, on the production floor is you don't screw with David. So if you have an <laughs> ego, you have an ego, you hide it deep within your, the, 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 the inner sanctum of your soul and don't let him see it because he's, he's going to come for you in the night. Just don't screw with David. That's the thing. I'm just kidding. Um, so um, I, I, I want that t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, you probably. I, I that would be a perfect shirt to wear as as like just a lead walking around. Don't 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 let me see your ego. I will eat you for lunch. Okay, so I think I've had a couple of these kind of scenarios. They can be tricky. There's you know there are different different types of like again. There's so many different different types of people, and artists tend to be ironically commercial artists should not be. They should always strive to not be egotistical because it is it never ends well. It's always going to end in tears. But some people have managed to somehow find a way of working on teams with maybe soft leadership that have let them get away with having a big ego because no one maybe because they're talented or you know maybe because they i don't know who knows but like for whatever reason sometimes you will like we all know these people and like i'm going to start telling stories and, and anecdotes and i think david's going to start it's going to start jogging his memory but i think we've seen we we like you, you when you work at a place and if you're in the leadership sort of echelon then very quickly it's the talk like lead, leads talk to one another right as we as we have to because we have to share notes especially between projects when people shift from a project to another project that's usually when people start taking notes right because they want to make sure that they're bringing people onto the team that are going to be you know fitting in well chemi chemically with the team and so you know there are going to be you're going to see a correlation between people that are very talented that get away with more than they than than their peers would and this happens all the time and it's a natural sort of thing that happens because at the end of the day there's been some math there's been some calculations that the person is bringing more to the team maybe it's because they're really like really efficient and they can get work done quickly and the work is of high caliber and so you tolerate maybe a little bit more of their trespasses you know than 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 maybe someone who's a bit more a bit weaker where they would have been like right away you would have brought them aside going like suit sorry sorry man but like you got to stop um, and you know, I honestly, my way of dealing with people like this is I, I just, I, I don't, I do, I do not allow myself to get passive aggressive and get sucked into that little game. I just have a very honest conversation with them. I just have a, a, a not a charged conversation, a friendly conversation. And as a matter of fact, I do it in a way that sort of celebrates who they are. And like, I sort of talk about some of their, their, you know, maybe shortcomings in a positive light. Like in other words, I try to say, sort of express to, to, the, to them that I believe that a lot of what they have to offer if directed properly can actually benefit themselves and the team, because I believe that sometimes all these people need is some, some proper guidance. Luckily I've never, I've only had probably one experience in my entire career where that didn't go down very well. And uh, that went, but I, I, this person I really believe has some legitimate 
uh, personality disorders. Like it was like they threw like quite literally a full on temper tantrum on the production floor. I had to pull them aside because they were making a scene and I brought them into a room and I'm like, dude, just talk to me. Like what's going on? And, um, and they, they thought that every attempt that I made, it was like, I was patronizing them and I'm just like, wow, like you have to understand right now. And I'm like, I'm going to be, I'm going to cut very, I'm going to cut right to the point here. The way you're talking to me right now, nine supervisors out of 10 would have had you escorted out of the building. I'm not kidding. Like, there's no way I would sit here and take this. Most people wouldn't. I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt because I can see you're going through a crisis right now. And I'm not here. I'm not your enemy. To be, believe, believe it or not, I'm actually not at all. But like, it just seemed like whatever I said was being twisted into some sort of weird delusional fantasy that I was actually out to get them. And trust me, anybody who knows me, I'm not out to get anybody. And so um, it's... I just, I don't have the time, I don't think, to go out for anybody. But, and so that was a difficult scenario because I, um, I was able to disarm that particular scenario. And to, to what led to that was me giving feedback that they didn't agree with. And they, mm -hmm. they just didn't agree with it. And I'm like, okay, I, that's fine. You don't agree with it, but I'm trying to tell you why these things are important. Uh, do you, do you register that these things are important? Yes or no. Uh, not really getting a real logical rebuttal. Okay. But like, you see where, where this leaves me, it leaves me in like, I'm the, I'm the director here. I need to get it done in a certain way. I have a high level perspective on this. You have to trust me. If you don't trust me, then you shouldn't be on my team. No offense. And like, you know where the door is like, no offense. I'm not firing you. Like, but like, if you really can't be compatible with me, then why stick around? You know? And that, I think that kind of blew their brain because when I said it like that, they're like, wow, okay, well, holy, maybe he's got kind of a point. It settled them down. I kind of learned to take take a grain, grain like it was the project was coming to completion. So I wasn't, if if, if I had another six months plus of this this person, then it might've went, went a bit differently. But I just chose to not lock horns with them, to give them shots that was going to be less complicated to try to get things out of them and just got to the end of the, got to the end zone and just, you know, but the problem is, is here I am telling a story. Clearly I remember this. And so if anyone were ever be like, hey, do you know so-and-so? What do you recommend for, re recommend for the team? And I would say, mm. no, I would not. No, I would not. Yeah. Because unless you're willing to deal with the kind of drama that I dealt with, unless he's on some sort of medication or if, unless he's found found God or something to be able to bring some peace into his heart, then you're, you're going to have an extra challenge on your hand for sure. Yeah. So I don't know if that answers your question, but. Yeah, I, I would say on, uh, on my side, I've definitely dealt with uh, big ego on my team they were not necessarily uh, entry level uh they were very c c senior people but each time it's you know those that acted in a way that made the others or even myself feel like oh my god their ego are so inflated it's you know it's it was about themselves you know how what is the quality of the shot that they received uh, how well their shot was lighted by the rendering uh, uh, department how uh, good was it? whatever it, it was it, it was about the, themselves so most of the time i find myself you know as you said let's go and let's talk about this and very calmly explain the big picture it's not about them it's not about me it's about the project that we're doing the end product whether it's an animated feature or a game uh, we are in service of this product this is why we we are uh, we are paid to to do what we do yeah. and the other part is let's try to have fun doing this and yeah. if we all want to have fun we need a 
good environment. And if we want yeah. to a good environment, we need to all feel that we're in this for the same reasons. And yeah. if you give everyone else the signal that you're maybe the only one on the team that is there for yourself and not for the others, you're doing yourself a disservice because now totally. people are going to slowly get away for, from you. You're going to end up, you know, not being alone in, in your corner, but you're definitely not going to have those opportunities yeah. that you're thriving to get in the first place, which is feeding the, the, yep. the, the behavior that you, you have. So just trying to kind of de-escalate <laughs> the situation, explain calmly what is the big picture and why it's a problem. And at the end of the day, why it's a problem that is going to mainly affect their own experience of this entire uh, so production. And I would say most of the time, it's working for a couple of days, a couple of weeks, <laughs> a couple of months, you know, ideally until the barely by the end of the production, but it's going to, to, to come back. So I've yeah. never experienced like I'm going to talk calmly for half an hour to someone and all of a sudden it's going to change who they are deeply inside and they're not going to be ego testicle anymore. That that doesn't happen. Uh, no. I'm not a psychiatrist. But exactly. at least I can mitigate a little bit their behavior for a period of time that's going to at least de-escalate the situation, whether with other departments, with production, with their peers, for a certain period of time. But at that point, they are on our radar that, OK, we're going to be very careful. Now we know the sign that we know where it can go. And when the sign or reemerge, oh, you are proactive to uh, go back and talk again about the thing before there's another conflict that is yep. created with the other people in the team. It's true. Like, I think that if you keep a consistent attitude and, and really set an environment and a tone, these people that do stand out will self, they'll, they'll be isolated because what you're going to notice is that the team members will, they, they will start asking to not be on a team or not, not, they don't want to be working with that person or they, they're going to be, they're going to ask to literally move desks. And like it quite literally, that person can be like quite even physically on their own after a while. So these are the kind of things you have to kind of remind these people about this. Like, look, we're, this is a team and like, we have to be very careful because you, you don't want to be that person. Trust me. And so, yeah, I, I do have an uplifting story that didn't happen on the job, but it does fit the mold. Cause I didn't write, I, I, I forgot that the, the person was asking Ender was specific, specifying a, a, a junior level person. I think all my anecdotes in my head were not junior. They were like intermediate usually, or even senior, but I can tell you a story about one day, um, um, on because uh, I, I I do a lot of teaching as you know and I used to teach at schools and there was a student at Dawson I'll never forget this they I saw a bad attitude developing right away because they were saying things like they would they like for instance I would be like hey can everyone put like their work like I would do these reviews we would do these public reviews where people would hand in their stuff and then I would look at each one of them and they would be in the class and I would critique everybody that way these these the, there was like doing it dailies but like in a classroom scenario this person always had a trouble with this because they said and I quote well but if I put my work in the the, the public folder that means other people will have access to it and they're going to start to copy me and um and I, I was really taken aback by that because they weren't kidding and so I remember I sat down with them one day. I said, because this kid was pretty talented too. Like I saw potential here, but that all the more reason to have that conversation with them before they got into the job force. I said, look, I need you to, I need you to understand something. You have a higher technical skill than a lot of people in this classroom. Your work is very good. I want you to, I want you to, to instead of feeling like that gives you an edge and that you want to keep that edge, I'd love for me, I would love nothing more than to see you use that to help the people around you 
don't hold it and keep it like it's like a secret weapon because I can tell you this right now. People that act like this often don't get picked for the job no matter how good they are, especially if they find out they have a bad attitude. But when they find out that you're really good and your work might even be better if you didn't spend all your days helping everybody around them, you're hired twice because they are so excited to get their hands on you because that's the kind of people they want on your team on their team they don't want people that are just like these these all-stars that are only out for themselves they want people that are team oriented that use their own experience and their own their own skill level to help to force multiply the people around them because that my friends that's what makes a really good team you have a whole team full of that you are going to go places and that's what people are looking for these days and when i told them that the the the, the silver lining to this is i watched them literally transform and by the by the time they graduated they were no he was rigging like like characters for people's final films he was like always offering help like doing python scripting it was like it was ridiculous because it really clicked it sunk in what i said to them it was so profound that they realized holy i i totally get that that makes a lot of sense so it may not be who they were naturally they might have been and they probably still are naturally a little bit anxious about like you know the fear of getting left out or the fear of losing some sort of edge but they used that fear to and redirected that into an energy that was positive and it really it really he ended up getting a really really good job because that attitude really like people were singing his praises by the end of this the, the end of the the school year because they're just like they couldn't say enough good things about this person because of all the help that he had offered and you yeah. so you can imagine how that looks when you go to an interview and like the person right before your interview was one of your peers and they spent half their interview talking about how awesome you were then <laughs> you, you you win right this is that's the that's the mentality and so that's that's my that would be i guess that would be my same approach for a junior because a junior is not just not much further away than an actual student other they're just one job or a job offer away from being a student right so yeah that, that's another misconception there's something that it's a zero-sum game if i do well you, uh, you know or if uh, it means that um you know, if others do well, it means that it's kind of de detrimental on my uh, the um, on the image that others will have on, on me, and the other way around. As mm -hmm. you know, as you said, force multiplying is usually what happens if you yep. share with uh, others. Always. So, and you don't know you don't know how, but you just have to trust that you know yeah. karma. What goes around yeah. comes around every yeah. time. <laughs> it never fails. What's funny, and I think the reason why David's laughing is because we have this conversation a lot, and it's it's it this idea of like force multiplying is really living at the very beating heart of what Agora is. Well, that's literally what we're doing. We're trying to put people together that all have that same desire to give back and to let that force multiplication happen because we believe that helping all the people around us helps us too. It's like it is a community. And so this idea that that like the spirit of what Agora community comes from many reflections that David and I had together on this topic. And it's sort of, it repeats everywhere. And the number of times that David and I were just like, you know what screw it let's just do it and let's see what happens and and it may not be immediately like we've been proven enough times for sure that when you go with that flow and that rationale it's not always going to come back right away cosmically but it will sometimes and when it does come back it sometimes comes back really big and so you put yourself out there because you're gonna you, you could either you could you can't win the game by not rolling the dice you know what i mean you keep them in your pocket you keep those dice you keep a a tight grip on them they're just a couple of cubes in your pocket but you put them out there and you help the people around you with those you you never know what could happen